this meeting is being recorded. I just love how Zunda announces whenever a meeting is about to be recorded. Like, this meeting is being recorded. And I'm like, yes, Zoom, I know. I know. But it's quite a cool feature. Um, no, it's not. Especially if you're not. Now, if you're not away, it's not. then no, Valentine. Yeah, but you can see on the screen where it says, in the top left corner, it says recording. Yeah, but then maybe you're visually impaired. So you didn't true, hear it. True, true, true. Um, or you had opened Zoom and you went to your browser to reply to a WhatsApp uh, message, you know, mm. and then someone starts recording. But like, it makes sense, Valentine. This is why you're not supposed to talk on the podcast. Ah, you're, you're attacking something that makes logical sense, Valentine. I have, I have my reservations there because like most recorded sessions will say like in the, in the, in the, in the material that this session will be recorded. So for me, it was one of those things where I just took, it's like if they're going to record it, they're going to tell you beforehand, or they will tell you in the meeting that yeah, we're going to record this session, and then we begin. What if, what if because of COVID you can't meet your loved ones, so you have a Zoom date, and then they decide to just record? But people okay. are creepy out there, okay? So, so sometimes you might not like be told in stuff. advance. It sounds like you've been through some stuff with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, tech can be used for the wrong reasons, so sometimes it just makes sense for these companies to put in measures to protect the other party, Amen. which in my case would be me being violated by Valentine who's recording a call without me being away. But Valentine thinks I shouldn't know. Mm. What an interesting intro, ladies and gentlemen. As always, I am Rofaro and I am joined by Valentine. And today we're going to be talking about Zoom. No, we're not talking about Zoom. We are talking about uh, secondhand cars being banned in Zimbabwe, um, essentially. Uh, so before we get to the why, this is like a big thing because Zimbabweans generally don't buy first-hand cars, like brand new box, or cars are not box, but, uh, you know, we are importers, uh, particularly of Japanese cars. Right, so the B Ford was like a, is, is a big thing. I was about to say it was, uh, but it's like a big thing in Zimbabwe, right? People buy the second-hand cars from Japan, and they come, and they're cheaper because those are usually older cars. Um, and in Japan, there's a whole thing where they have to get rid of cars. So it's like them getting rid of cars is, <laughs> oh, it's not as good as it sounded in my head, but mm-hmm. it's like yeah, it's 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 a market. They have a really market for it which is us, we are getting the leftovers. That's why I said it, it doesn't sound so good in my head anymore. Um, but yeah, but then um, the Minister of Finance uh, then comes and he says, okay, um, we are going to be imposing licenses for people who want to import cars that are 10 years and older. So it effectively meant that for the average Zimbabwean, they are going to be forced to buy uh if it's a second-hand car, it has to be one that's from the past 10 years, not older than that. How big is this market, Valentine? Let's talk numbers. I just speculated, just going like, yeah, you know, it's a big thing for Zimbabweans, but people out there, they probably don't trust my words. So let's see if they can trust yours. And do you think they trust mine? <laughs> yes. I, I, I hope. <laughs> I hope. Uh, the market is massive. I, like... Second-hand cars are probably the most affordable. Like if you go on B Ford, you could probably see that a lot of the ones that are within reach of the guesstimate, like okay, my own personal guesstimate, the one the ones that I can personally afford, 
are like 10 years older. So that's stuff like the Corolla C110 to like to import, to buy from Japan, get shipped and pay for G2 much more affordable than buying one locally because, you know, locally a car can be 15 years old, but they will sell it to you at a price as though it's coming out of the showroom. And that's for me has always been a problem with car sales in Zimbabwe. So the market was massive for, it is massive, or now it was, it was massive for, uh, for, for Zimbabweans. So uh, the, the aforementioned, uh, Professor Twilling Lewis said, uh, was it late last year that the Zimbabweans had spent 1.3 billion US dollars on, on vehicles, uh, importation of light buses and light commercial vehicles, passenger cars, et cetera, between 2015 and 2020. So 1.3 billion is a lot of money. <laughs> and that's a lot mm-hmm. of cars. That's a, that's a, that, that's a lot of cars. Uh, but then it's, it's, it, 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 it then indicates that like banning it isn't really the right, right way to go. Uh, it, it should be more of a case of diagnosing, you know, what's going on and probably approaching it in, okay, how can we, um, both quote unquote benefit the local car assembly market as well as, um, you know, people having the freedom to purchase whatever they want. Cause essentially it's, it's, it, it's um, it's telling people you can't do this, but you have to, you have to get, a, you have to get what they, the, the license. You have to get like a, you have to jump through a hoop to be able to, be able to do this, and that just restricts so many Zimbabweans who could potentially afford a, a second-hand car ten years older from being able to get one. Mm. So, so all of this started in April 2021, and that's when this was announced. Is it? No, it was announced last year, but then started getting enforced in April 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, why? Like, that's like the big question. Like, why is this happening? What's the reasoning behind this? Because clearly, um, it's a huge market. And if you think about it, the government is already making money from uh, people importing these cars uh, because you have to pay duty and taxes. So, so why? Why then enforce such a restriction? Uh, it's the, the 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 biggest reason that Professor Mtulunuwe gave, I think it was November last year, was to uh, boost the local car assembly industry. So Zimbabwe used to be famed for assembly, uh, local car assembly. As if you still remember, Willowvale and Mazda and all the franchises that Willowvale Motors holds, uh, kind of went down the wayward when Zimbabwe went to that dark time in the early two thousands. Probably was still in it, mm-hmm. but yeah. So they want to reinvigorate that so people can buy locally uh, made cars. And you know what? To be honest. Fair enough. Like, yeah. But will will someone being unable to buy an older Japanese car suddenly mean they're going to buy a locally assembled one? See, that's the problem. Is that people people do mattress banking? Uh, I'm sure, pretty sure if you've read <laughs> takes it. Mm. Uh, mattress banking has been a bit of a thing. Uh, so yeah, it's mattress banking is basically people get whatever USD they can and then store in their homes because they don't trust the banks. So the one way people can actually start buying locally assembled cars um, is if banks can now help them with financing. So, you know, like when you go to South Africa or anywhere else in the world, they say, oh, no, you know, you can get financing for this car and pay X amount a month for X amount of period, like a kind of like a mortgage for a house. So that can, have, can allow you to afford a vehicle that you can pay for monthly through your salary. So, you know, um, uh, like a debit order, basically, like for your DSTV, when it just takes the money out for you to continue using the service. So for me... Sorry, you go on. No, continue. <laughs> so I was going to say, so for me, that sounds more logical, right? It makes more sense. Instead of de- de- incentivizing mm. something else, 
you are incentivizing someone to do something. So you're saying, hey, you can still buy your um, ex-Japanese car and it could be 10 years older, but you're going to have to use USD and you're going to have to like pile up all the cash and pay it all at once. However, if you buy a locally assembled car, guess what? You can pay it over a long period of time. It can be financed by a bank. ETC, there's, there's now like a whole like, oh, okay, they're giving me some value here. Um, so I might then opt to buy a locally assembled one because there are benefits to it versus you restricting me from doing something else. Yeah. In the assumption that that will force me to then buy because I might still end up getting well, yeah, I guess it'll be a bit ridiculous, but you might jump through the hoops to get that 10-year-old car. And in the end, I'm still not doing the thing that you want me to do, which is buy locally assembled cars. Yeah, it, 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 there's, there's no point in trying to give an unfair advantage to a, to, to a market, to, to, to an assembly industry that doesn't quite exist in the nature that it did before. Because like there was an article uh, way back when, I don't remember which publication, um, that said, you know the the locally assembled car market is still in its relative infancy in Zimbabwe in terms of its 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 reactivation is still ongoing. So you've you've told people you can't buy ex-Jap cars that are over ten years old, but the industry you're pointing us to can't quite meet the demand. Added to that, you can't give us financing for us to be able to buy those things. So you're putting us between a rock and a hard place for no apparent reason, in the hope that the local car assembly industry does pop off which for me doesn't make sense you should make it competitive like just make it competitive so, with what's there maybe it's a chicken and egg problem that they're trying to solve they're like hey the car the local assembly car industry hasn't popped up like what you say hmm. uh what if we increase the demand therefore we know we have a lot of people buying therefore we now have more money getting into um, these assembly companies therefore they can then reinvest and grow um, but then you're saying, hey, like, why are you trying to create a market when the supply is not there? Yeah, just basically, it's it's like, um, okay, I'll give you this example. It's like, remember when, uh, what's his name? Uh, Minister, uh, Information Secretary Nick Mangwana said we're banning all mobile money agents or mobile money companies back in June or July last year, right? Mm. Without an alternative. That's how it feels to people want to buy cars. Like, okay, you want us to stop using it. Okay, what's the alternative? It's the same sort of situation mm-hmm. where you haven't given us something to use off of that is as convenient, as cheap, as with a lower barrier of entry for everyone. So before, mm-hmm. to their credit, made it easy for anyone who wanted to buy uh, an X-Jap car, whatever, easier, because they did most of the work. Um, and the transportation and whatnot would be would, would probably be up to you and getting the car and clearing it, et cetera. But getting it here, they did that part. So you don't enforce something without giving people an alternative. So this is why I think SI89 was so poorly thought out. Because why would you want to do that? Why not make, like what we're saying before, the local car assembly competitive with x Like what you're saying, you know what? You can actually buy a brand new um, Toyota Corolla, 2021 Toyota Corolla at these prices. Or you know what? If that's too expensive, you can buy a 2019 Toyota Corolla at a financing at this price. You know, you pay X amount a month. Um, you know, if you do that, we can, let's say, waive your, your vehicle registration and radio license for the first two years of that plan to incentivize people to actually, you know, use it. So without doing that, you're, 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 I, don't think, I don't think it's a chicken and egg situation. I think it's just more, we want you to do this, therefore go and do mm. this. If it was chicken and egg, I, I'm pretty sure there would have been an alternative. But in my, from my reading of the situation, it doesn't seem like there was an alternative or there, there, there wasn't a viable alternative, I should say. Interesting. 
Um, so would we say they've realized that? Uh, why I'm saying this is because, um, was it on the yesterday? Is it? Yeah. Yes, uh, when, uh, my announcement was made that actually, so before in April, it was, if, I want to get into that because I want to rant about that. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so when I read it, I was like, this does not make any sense. So essentially in April, when the enforcement started, it was actually for anyone who has a car um, that was bought before 2 April and is older than 10 years, you have to come and um, get a license or you get fined. And uh, I'm like, why are you fining me as a person who bought a car before you guys made this whole regulation, right? You're finding me for a sin that I committed without knowing it was a sin, essentially. Uh, so I found that ridiculous. Uh, but then now, yesterday, uh, it was then announced that, okay, we had started enforcing this in April, uh, but uh, we've probably realized maybe a couple of things like, oh, okay, there, there are a lot of, Cars that are 10 years and older, um, that were already imported, uh, the cars that are actively being imported. Uh, so we want to give everyone a grace period, uh, to just, you know, get your cars in, um, if it's 10 years and older. And then after 30 June, uh, 2021, if you still then buy a car that's 10 years older and is a second hand car, then you would have to come and do do the whole license thing. Mm. Uh, so that, what what does the extension um, tell us about um, SI89? Uh, you know, when you shoot yourself in the foot and you realize and you try to like backtrack. Uh, yeah, this is basically what they did. They shot themselves in the foot because like what you said before, they're making a ton of money from this. Um, and like the, I remember there's an article that was written uh, in the Herald, I think it was. Uh, and I also think we covered it as well, where Zimra officials were saying, yeah, <laughs> revenue's down. <laughs> and we were like, who could have guessed? Yeah. Who? Whomst? Whomst could have guessed? What did you expect? A lot of people were, gonna, were buying the second-hand cars. So now that you've just said this, uh, you have to get a license, people stop. Yeah. And people stop, you're no longer getting those duty and tax um, revenue. Without that, then, yeah, you're going to see your bottom line going down. It was funny is that the government is always crying that we were strapped for USD or strapped for cash and you kill one of the one thing that was giving you that. Like, mm-hmm. come on, guys. Like, this is the thing is like, this grace period is great. I think it's, it's, it's a reasonable uh, move to make. I also think it was something that should have been in the SI from the beginning. Like, oh yeah, guys, you know what? We're going to stop importation of cars 10 years or older. We're going to give you a year. Go mad. Do you know what that would have done? Mm. People would have imported in mass just to resell locally. Zimra would have made a literal killing. (laughs) You know, you you know what I just thought about? (laughs) Every time um, there's like a hack or something that should not be happening Mm. and it's, it's shared among the Texan community groups, right? Mm. So someone's like, Hey guys, uh, for some weird reason right now, um, the internet is free on net one, right? Uh, Or equinet or telesal. And then, the person who's reading the message from the other person then goes, why are you saying this in here? Because they are 
teaching people in this group. You are telling them that this is possible. Guess what they're going to do? The texting people are going to go and write an article. And when they write an article, the network is going to read it. The next thing, this hack is then closed off. Mm. Uh, so I just thought of that when you, when you mentioned this idea of, hey, you know what they should have done? They should have said, um, we're going to stop this, but you have a year. And then, you know, everyone just starts buying. So essentially giving them an idea of something to do. Yeah. It, 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 like that, that would have made sense. Like everything, everything needs a period. I look at Brexit. Brexit had mm. how many years before it actually came into effect? Now, obviously, SI eighty nine is nowhere near as extensive as the econ- economic and political conundrum that is that was that is or was Brexit. Um, but in this, in the same sense, like um, guys, you got a year, you can buy whatever car you want. But after that year, you're going to need an import license to import these cars. So that would have been, I think, would have rebuffed the other two reasons they gave, which is roadworthiness of the vehicles. That all these old vehicles aren't roadworthy. Now, the, the truth of the matter is that Japanese cars of that age are actually well maintained because their roads are pretty decent, and there's strict laws in Japan about cars of a certain age. Um, Isn't it because of that um, they're saying, "Hey, these cars are coming from Japan because the, the, isn't it is the carbon emission thing uh, to be like after a certain number of years, but it's, it's then, it's then less." When Zimbabwe, we want to go from A to B. Carbon emissions for us, not really an issue. If it was, then yeah, there would be probably more stringent laws, whatever. We would see more EV charging stations. Uh, yeah, I'm saying see... maybe that's the roadworthiness. I'm putting air quotes. If, if uh, roadworthiness for them was pretty much these cars are not fit for the road in terms of structurally fit for the roads, which uh, doesn't make sense because some of these cars are really well maintained. There's some that are dodgy, but some of them are, are pretty well maintained. Secondly, if roadworthiness was the issue, it's something I wrote about. Like, uh, so I'd have to go back to stuff about MOT. So MOT in England uh, is basically um, your car has to go for a yearly checkup. Like you, you go into the doctor for mm-hmm. a yearly checkup to make sure that you're all right and you're okay. MOT is pretty much the same. So it just allows you to go to the doctor and to the to the to the VID in this in the sense the VID checks off your car. I'm like okay, cool. You know your suspension, everything else looks like it's fine. Here's your v- your MOT you know sticker to say you're certified for the rest of the year to run. So if that was a case of roadworthiness, which is one of the reasons, then yeah, do the MOT. And you know what's cool is MOT makes so much money, like not even just for the British government, but even for independent uh, garages, because you as an independent garage could literally get an MOT license and the equipment, you know, if you can, if you can afford it, like Transiv and other, I'm sure pretty sure they could afford the equipment. And then you can license them to do that. They pay the license and they, you, they pay uh, a percentage of the proceeds of the MOTs to the government. That's more more being generated that's more businesses being being boosted simply by doing one thing in that SI to extend by year and then making provisions to say yeah you know what you have to get an import license and if you get a car over 10 years old you can then you need you need to get an MOT and any car that's in Zimbabwe that's now over 10 years old will need to go for an MOT so think about it that's like windfall when it comes to money because every there's there are hundreds of thousands of cars in Zim and mm-hmm. those people who would have imported those uh, second-hand vehicles to over 10 years old to resell in Zim and Mass would now, when people buy them, would still need to go through the same procedure of going for the MOT every year. So it's like, yep. if roadworthiness was the issue, why not just introduce that? Like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's, it's, it's this whole thing. Uh, uh, my colleague Gary, a uh, uh, contributor on the site, we're talking about it, like these guys just wake up in the morning, like we don't want this statutory instrument to play. I'm like, guys, no, <laughs> no. Like, like this SI one twenty seven. People are literally freaking out. I'm like, guys, some of these things, like, consult, like, just generally, like consult like just put a poll somewhere and gauge people's reaction and probably will lead you in a good direction in most senses the, the laws themselves might not be totally bad 
but they should be targeted to a specific thing or giving people enough time to respond and react. But it seems like we need to react in the moment, which to my to my mind doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, what you just said, it's, it would be a good alternative that they could have taken. Um, so do you think there'll be another extension? Or this is like maybe the final one and by June 30th? Yeah, Japan. I don't know, man. Like, to be honest, I feel like, actually, I should say, I read in the comments on Facebook under, under the article on Facebook yesterday. And someone was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to see another extension. I'm like, that's probably true. But then again, this could be the final door that they're going to shut. The only reason I think that can make them extend it is if, like, the money, it doesn't make more monetary sense for them, uh, you know, if, 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 if revenue start falling again, uh, due to lower duties. Um, I, then I think they might have to extend it again, which again would just look very silly. This already looks silly. Like extending it mm. again would make it look silly. So I feel like as a, as a point of pride, they won't do it after the 30th because they'd be like, yeah, you know, we gave you a month or now it's like three or four months. We gave you, we gave you X amount of months to do this. So we won't extend it further than that. Um, if they do, they, they will do what they usually do is like what, what happened when they banned the, the US dollar sometime in the future. Oh, guys, by the way, you can import cars that are 10 years older. Yeah, you know, we were just playing with that when we thought it could work, it didn't. And yeah, we see this is the logical course of action and it's what the market wants. So it's one of the two. Mm, I see. Well, I guess we will see how uh, come 30th of June uh, or they might extend it in September. Who knows? Um, but yeah, um, interesting chat, Valentine. Thanks, Rufaro. Thank you to everyone for listening. Before we go, uh, I like how you just hijacked my show. Wait, was it your show to begin with? Actually, it wasn't. It was yours. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Clearly, I just took what is rightfully a Texans. But but theft is theft. Like, it it was Um, yours. Then I stole it. You stole it back. So, we've literally committed the same crime. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Cool. so I thank you everyone for listening. Um, please do share your thoughts. Uh, we are on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we are not on TikTok yet, but we are playing around with that thought. What do you think, Valentine? Uh, bring these podcast shorts to TikTok? Probably. Probably. And before we go to TikTok and before we leave, ladies and gentlemen, please check out our USSD star 405 hash for your airtime. So that's all. Sorry, tell one. And what else do we have Zesa needs? Yes. So you can add star four or five hash if you're on Econet. Uh, I don't know, Rufaro, people are saying it doesn't work on Net1. I don't know. That's Rufaro's yeah, it's a work in progress. Clearly, you just wanted to throw me under the bus. Yes. Like, yes. yes. Let me tell the people that this guy is not doing his work. He's not. Like, yeah, it's it's a work in progress. Um, so, yeah, thank you for the time for mentioning that. Star 405 hash. Yeah. That is a short code to dial anytime, any day to get your Zessa, Tel One, and Airtime. And which platforms? It's through EagleCash, right? Yes, you, you pay through EagleCash. Oh. This outro just turned into an ad. A shameless ad. Like, it was so unrelated to car <laughs> importing. <laughs> but it's, uh, you should know how to do segues. I don't do segues. <laughs> I'm very direct. Bye. Bye.